Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. This is episode number 445, How to Let Go and Move On, Live Coaching with Alex. Hi, everybody. I'm Sandy Weiner, and welcome back to Last First Date Radio, where we believe that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect she deserves in life and love. And if you're looking to build your confidence and show up more authentically in your, in your life, I wrote a book just for you. It's called Becoming a Woman of Value, How to Thrive in Life and Love. And it's filled with stories and tips and exercises to help you step more fully into your value. It's available now on Amazon for Kindle or paperback. And this week's tip that comes from the book is to be more vulnerable. We really hesitate on showing up with vulnerability because it feels scary and it feels like too much. And what if I turn somebody off? And what if I really say what I mean? Oh my God, somebody might actually leave me. (laughs) But what if by being more vulnerable, you actually create intimacy? And that's the beauty of vulnerability. It's is that you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to know everything, but you can say, I'm nervous. I'm a little scared to say this, or I'm making up a story in my head. And can you tell me if it's true or not? So my invitation to you and my challenge to you this week is to take one step to be more vulnerable in a conversation that you're afraid to have. Before I bring Alex on, I want to invite you to join our Facebook group, which is where Alex and I met. It's called Your Last First Date and is a group for positive support for women over 40. So come and join us at Your Last First Date. And now for my special guest, we're having some live coaching today with Alex. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about what you're struggling with. Okay. Well, I had a long marriage, 17 years, and then we split up. And that was about 10, 11 years ago. And since then, I've actually really struggled to have a good, real relationship. I've had a few long relationships, but when I look back at them, I can see that they weren't real or genuine um and and now I'm at the stage where I feel ready for a real relationship and I've learned a lot about myself so I'm just uh, hoping to find the right man well you mentioned uh that you you want to let go and move on so tell us what's going on for you right now um you have a you have somebody you're dating correct I do I do um and he's not at the same stage, he is just getting divorced. So I've been divorced what, since 2014 and he's going through it now. And we get on so well. He's the one who I feel like in all the years and he says to me, why are you with me? Because we're so at such different stages. And I say, well, in my 10 years of dating, I know when I found a good one. And that's why I... And sort of putting up with what I don't feel is quite right, because I think in the end, in the long term, it will be right. So I'm sort of not waiting for him to catch me up because that's pretty impossible, but I'm waiting for him to be ready 
um, for the next relationship. I don't know if that's the right thing to do. Yeah, so meeting people at the wrong stage is often um, an issue. But let's, let's get a little more clarity around what feels like it's not the right time. Like what, what about this relationship is not working for you? Well, he makes tentative arrangements and they rarely come off because his children who don't know about me because I said they mustn't know about me. Um, he's going through his divorce. I think if his wife finds out he's got a new partner, it will get more bitter if it could. And I often on a weekend when I think we're going to get together, he'll phone and say, the kids around and I need to be with my kids. And I think that's probably the right thing. He does need to be with his kids because they're going through a tough period too. So he lets me down quite a bit. Um, Although I always understand why he's letting me down. So that's one problem. But when he does come over, it's like we've known each other forever. And when we first met on our first coffee, which was outdoors because of COVID, um, it was just such an easy, probably hour and a half, having a couple of coffees, the chat. We had so much in common. And I finally felt like I'd met somebody who I really could um, spend the rest of my life with. I didn't feel that on the first date, but now that's how I feel, apart from this problem. But, <laughs> you know, when his divorce comes through in May, assuming it doesn't get postponed further, um, it doesn't mean he's automatically going to be ready for me. I might have to wait another four months. Or so that's year. my problem. So, yes. that's, so yeah, um, so that, that's much more clear now. When a person is going through a divorce and can't publicly talk about being with you, can't really own the relationship and come clean with it, you're, you're not the priority. You are the, the person who's kind of the afterthought after kids come first, divorce is happening. There's a lot of tension when a divorce is happening. And he hasn't been away from his relationship yet and taken time to reassess who he is, which is also really important. Do you remember back when you were going through your divorce, what state of mind you were in and the, the months leading up to the divorce? What was it like for you? Miserable. It was awful. And I feel that I could help him through his divorce. Although I'm not a counselor, we don't talk about the divorce, but um, I do give him a little bit of light in his life and a bit of happiness. But I do know that he needs time. I need, I need to let him heal. I'm sort of sitting back to try to let him heal but I'm so aware that he might heal and then say, actually, you're not the one for me. So mm -hmm. then what happens to me? So you're giving him a lot of power here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all up to him. He's got to go through the divorce. He may go through the divorce and decide afterwards that he's not ready to be with you or that you're not the right person, or he may go through some healing and you may not be the right person. 
So there's a lot of disempowerment here and I'm hearing in this conversation. You wait for him to be ready to see you. He can only see you on his terms and not yours. He may change his mind after the divorce. And that's not very stable or certain, right? Yes, yes. How I does that feel? really unhealthy. Yeah. But then I have this other feeling of it's been 10 years and suddenly here's somebody who is on my wavelength. So let's talk about what you like about him. What are, what are some of the must-haves that he has? That's such a difficult question. He's a wonderful father. He's caring. He's caring towards me. He's caring towards his children and his family. He's very hardworking and he's got this outlook on life that matches mine. Support and help and make the most of what you've got. So when we're together, we have so many laughs. Um, I'm a very sporty person and he isn't. I've always had this list of things that people need to, to tick. He doesn't tick many of those boxes, but we have this connection. We've both got um, history with Africa and travel. I don't know. We just have a lot of fun and lovely conversations, which is sort of similar um, intelligence level to myself. Not super intelligent, but some intelligence. So caring, hardworking, outlook on life that matches yours. You both make the most of what you've got. You laugh together and you have similar interests and you have fun together, right? Yeah. Yes. And so let's talk about some deal breakers. Time. Any wrong timing. So, yes. So he's unavailable emotionally. Anything else? I don't think so with deal breakers. Because I feel that I've, I go out there now looking for, looking for a connection rather than looking for specific things. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time I've had an amazing emotional and psychological con- connection yeah. with somebody. That's why I'm so hung up on him. <laughs> yeah, so I totally hear it. It's very easy to get to get hung up and sucked into a relationship where you have a lot of your needs met, but some of them are not met. And so what's, what's really important to do for you, for your own well-being, is to focus on where there is a deal breaker. Because that deal breaker is going to keep popping its head up over and over and over. Every time he can't get together, every time he can't make a plan or he makes a plan, he has to break it the fear of the future of what's going to happen, it leaves you unsettled. And a healthy relationship has safety and security in it, not this feeling of dysregulation, of unpredictability. And while it can be exciting to have unpredictability and to say, well, I'll just kind of wait and see, your needs are not all met right now. And I know that in any healthy relationship, if you have one deal breaker, doesn't matter how caring and how many interests you share and how much you laugh together, it's gonna keep coming up and it's gonna be the thing that undoes you in the end. I mean, I think you knew that when you wrote in. (laughs) 
Well, I did as I as I was writing it. It really did just. It was the writing was on the wall. I knew that it just didn't write well. It's not right. It doesn't sit with me. I'm a go-getter. I'm not a be manipulated type of person. But ten years I've waited for this person to come around. Well, you're looking for a person who also is available and has all those qualities. Yes. <laughs> and so if you settle on something really important, a deal breaker, then you're settling and you're, you're going to feel this sense of, of dysregulation. And it's, it's really hard to live with that, right? It's, it's like if, you, if you're with somebody who is, um, who's kind and caring and all those things and, and makes you laugh and you share similar interests, yeah, it may be rare to find it, but you could also find it in a person who's narcissistic. You can find it in a person who is, um, you know, tied to their job, tied to something else and is not prioritizing you. And I can tell you, I've met many men who are, who I get along with really well, who have not been emotionally available on some level whether they just started a new job and they were focused on that or they weren't fully divorced or they were not over the last relationship or whatever it is, you will never be the number one priority in that person's life as long as that other thing exists. And only you can know, can I live with this or can't I? If you stay tethered to this relationship and it's not working fully for you because you don't feel like a priority, and that's, that's a human right. You know, a relationship means two people prioritize each other. That, that should be one of your must-haves, that a person has space and time in his life to make for the relationship and is not trying to hide it. You know, you don't want to be an afterthought or somebody who's hidden and a secret right? That's got to take a toll on you. Mm -hmm. I, yes. And if you hold on to that, you will not be able to make space for somebody who has the qualities that you need yes. in a relationship. I know whilst he's around, it's shutting off other people. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it's so difficult to, to give it up. Where do you get the strength to say yes? I'm cutting contact. It comes from a place of your own sense of self. I want to be in a relationship with somebody who is available to me right now. You can't predict the future. <laughs> it would be nice if we all could, right? But you can't. You can't decide that. You can't figure out, like, you know, in a year, he may not be available. You know, like we said, there, there's so many ways this could play out. And if, if this doesn't change, so we don't, we don't, you know, I just, it's not healthy to date somebody with the hope that somehow something's going to be different. You date who's in front of you right now and who they are. And if, if something really important isn't working, then you have to reassess what you want and what you need because maybe what you want is present, but what you need is not fully there. Mm -hmm. Now, where does it, um, how do you feel about this? He's very aware that we have this 
problem and this mm-hmm. mismatch. Um, so the fact that he's aware of it, I think is slightly better than somebody who just thinks he's got me on strings. He's asking me to give him the time to sort everything out. And because I feel that he's aware of it, I sort of feel like, well, maybe I should give him that chance to sort it out rather than give up on him. Because I'm giving to him rather than looking after myself. Yes, I see the focus on him again. So if you put the focus on you, what what would work for you? So let's, let's come up with a few options. Option number one would be what? Well, you mentioned jobs. He's, he's got a new job too. He's in medical staff. So he's got the COVID problem. So really, we need probably at least 12 months for him to be where I want him to be, which would be able to see me at weekends and wanting to spend holidays with me yes so that's that's the gap I've got in my life I've got my weekends when my children go to their father every other weekend I don't feel like I'm being too demanding but um it's too much for him and possibly in previous relationships I've not been able to give enough because I have this every other weekend availability And so let's talk about that. What did the men do when you said, I only have this availability? That for me, that was it. It was clear cut. If you can't, if that doesn't suit you, I'm sorry, I'm not, um, I'm not able to give. Now I've tried to change that. I have tried to change that as the children got older. What I feel now it's I'm able to pop out on those weekends when I've said I wouldn't be able to, because I realized that that um, I had to give a bit. Um, you see how clear cut you were? You were responsible. That's, that's the word that's coming up for me, responsibility. You were responsible to your children, you were accountable to your children, and you knew here's what I can give and here's what I can't. What this guy is saying is, I'm going through a divorce. I want to be there for my kids. I kind of want to be there for you too. And I want you to kind of wait for me and just be ready. So like you should accommodate him dating at a time when he shouldn't be dating. Honestly, he's not in a space to be dating, Mm -hmm. but he wants you to just be there and tolerate and be willing to be flexible where he can't be. Mm-hmm. So when I put it that way, how do you feel? Well, it's screaming at me that it's not what I want. And possibly it's what I've done in the past and it's not worked. But you've yes. known when it didn't work and you were willing to walk away. Yes. Right? So you said, no, I can't do that. He's not saying that. He's saying, I want it all. I want you to wait for me and I want to go through this and then... You know, in six months when, when maybe I'm divorced and maybe we can be together, who knows? Is that how you want to live your life? It's a funny thing because of the COVID situation. I do wonder whether it's better to have the small amount of contact that I can have 
um, rather than no contact. It's not like I'm going to meet somebody else in the next, I don't know how many months because of COVID. Why not? Uh, How'd you meet him during COVID? Well, I met him in one of those periods when we were allowed to meet people outside. Right, which was now. Right. Sorry. Now you're in lockdown. Yes. Uh, but it happens. And so there's also a way to get to know somebody through video chat, through lots of different ways. When you shut the door on that, you're only hoping for this relationship to work out. And you're saying it's okay to have some crumbs of attention, whatever I can get from him. So you think about it like you're eating from the beggar's table rather than the banquet table. Mm. You're accepting whatever falls off the table, basically. It's what's ever left over for Alex. Mm -hmm. As yeah. opposed to, I can eat from this banquet table. There are men out there who are in the same place in their life as I am. They are willing, able to be in a relationship. And I don't have to wait for him to fit and time slot me into his life. But we both want the same thing. That is so key in having your relationship. So you need to have your must haves really clear and you need to have your deal breakers really clear. If a deal breaker shows up, it will make everything else null and void. It doesn't matter how many things you have in common, what your background is, what your culture is. You both went to the same elementary school. Who cares, right? It's, it's, gonna, it's gonna get in the way of you feeling secure in your relationship. And so holding on to that is gonna prevent you from moving on. If you let go of this guy, and a year from now, you both find yourself in a place where you both want to see if you can make it work again. You could always do that too. But if you keep holding on to him now, you're going to drive yourself crazy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so for homework, I'd like you to do a few things. I want you to create your must-have and deal-breaker list and keep it front and center. And to create the list, I want you to think about how you want to feel when you're with, a, with the right partner. And so often my clients will say, I want to feel safe. Safety is really important for women, especially. But let's say you want to feel safe uh, financially, safe in terms of uh, emotionally. So like to feel safe, financially who does he have to be in an independent um earner okay. i don't need someone else's money mm -hmm. i don't want them i don't mind right but that has to be clear so you have to have that front and center to feel safe financially he has to be an independent earner maybe he has to have no debt maybe he has to have savings for his retirement Think about what that means to you. So safe emotionally could mean he's a good communicator. He, um, he, he's willing to get vulnerable with you. So I want you to go through that list of how, how do I wanna feel and who does he need to be? And then the same thing with the deal breakers. Who does he absolutely need to not be for me to feel safe in this relationship? 
And when you have that list, you will no longer get confused about what to do because you'll see, okay, he's not available emotionally. He's, he's in a very different place. He can be a great guy, but it's not gonna work and I need to move on. And that way you don't get your heart involved and then get confused and have a harder time moving on because you've already invested. So when we, you know, there's a sunk cost of I've already invested time and energy. And so it's easier to stay and wait than to start over. So having this list helps you to not stay too long with the wrong people and to invest more time and energy with the right ones. It makes a lot of sense. And as you said, when I was writing to you, I could see it. Yeah. I just need to be told it every day. <laughs> you have to tell yourself. So, yes. so the question to ask yourself is why would I want to stay with somebody who can't be there for me now? Why, you know, what, what's the cost of staying with somebody who can't be there for me now? You have to own that process for yourself and you can let him go lovingly. You know, you have a lot on your plate right now. I totally get it. I would love for this to work out. I care so much about you. And right now we're just in very different places. I'm going to let you go so that you can go take care of, you know, closing up all the loose ends of your life and feel free to get in touch with me when you're untethered, when you're emotionally ready to invest in a relationship. And if I'm still single, we can revisit this. But for now, I need to move on and find somebody who is right for me and who is ready to be in a relationship. Yes, How does that I feel? Totally. I need to get that tattooed on my arm. <laughs> so I say it to myself and to him. So I would say write it somewhere, you know, script this out and keep your must have and deal breaker list front and center, stick it on your mirror, stick it somewhere where you can see it because every relationship that doesn't work out, you can go back to that list and see something was missing here. Either a must have was missing or there was a deal breaker that you were willing to ignore. And the more you can stay true to that list, the more you'll stay true to you. And the more you'll find the right partner who is, who is not just fun to be with and caring, but is available to prioritize you in his life as you are ready to prioritize him. Yes. Thank you, Sandy. Oh, you're welcome, Alex. Let me know what happens. And, yes, uh, I will. I really appreciate you coming on and being willing to be coached and share your story. Thank you so much. It's been really useful. Um, oh, good. I will get these lists done and get this scripted. Awesome. Yeah, All right. So thanks, everybody, for listening today. And if you love our show, please rate and review us. And we hope you go on your last first date very soon. Bye.